Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. We are back in the room to talk more about video games. Because we haven't left. I, <laughs> we're still here. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers, Adam and Eric. Hello. Hey. And <laughs> hey. You sponsored doing? by the new fragrance. <laughs> and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite games from the year 2019, which was <laughs> what, only what? last That's... Year. That wasn't on the script. What? What? That wasn't on the script. Oh shit! Have I gone off script? Oh man, you went I'll off just script. Say, what's the? Hold on, hold on. No, I'm making a joke. I know. Okay, one? right. I'm just getting. Oh, the, you're adding getting with the joke. All right, okay. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm supposed to say, Eric, what year are we talking about today? And then Eric goes. That was also not on my script. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, we're here to talk about our favorite games from last year, which is 2019. Uh, and it's sort Jesus. of the last part of the decade discussion because we're in a new decade. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> fucking maths? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, let's burst into this shit. Okay. Who, wants, right then. who right. wants to go first? Um, Anyone else? Sure. Yeah. I'm afraid to have this conversation. Actually, in general, how did people find 2019 for games? Odd. Yeah. Why? Well, there was a lot of games. There was. But none of them were really that grabbing. Like, as in, I'm sure they were all really, really good. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about them that... There wasn't that much excitement this year yes, around yeah. games. I think one of the reasons why it wasn't so exciting is because we also saw like what 2020 was bringing. We were like, ah, oh, well, I have no money to buy everything in 2019, so I best <laughs> just wait till 2020. And also just coming <laughs> off of 2016, 17, and 18. Yeah. It felt... Pretty heavy hitters. Yeah. 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 I, think I, I had a strange experience last year in that I felt really uninspired. Yeah. Um... By a lot of the games that came out. And actually, uh, a lot of the games that I played from last year, I played this year. I played earlier this year. I was just, like, January was quite quiet for me. So I was like, oh, I have a bit of free time. Okay. I'm going to catch up on some games I didn't play last year. And that's where I played catch up. But um, but as in terms of actually picking them up last year, like, on launch day, like, there was very few that grabbed me. And I don't know why. Well, also, a lot of them from 2019 all came out at the end of the year as well. So the first half of the year was nothing really, I don't think. And then they okay. all, all the big ones kind of came out Okay. the second half of the year. Eric, what was your favorite game last year? Uh, Resident Evil 2. <laughs> and when did it come out? First month of the year, right? Did it? Yeah. Oh. It came out in January. Well, yeah, okay, so you got January and then... Right, okay. Right, let's launch straight into it then. Yeah, your right. favorite game yeah. from last year was the remake of Resident Evil 2. Which I think was very fresh and original and new, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, I thought... Because it was remake, but it was so good. So good. <laughs> What's and so being good is super original. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big box in development called Good and they ticked it. <laughs> 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 
They dick so much. Okay, so what what did you like about it? Other than it being fresh and new. Like, because uh, it has its polish and stuff. And yeah. please try and answer me like this isn't a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I liked about it was my strengths and weaknesses. See, the funny thing was I was actually pretty much going to start it off. I knew you like were. Fuck, I knew you were. Um, yeah. me feel like an employer every time. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanics of it. The the graphics and the, the the general design of all the creatures. Like the, the fact that when you have the zombie coming at you, just the detail on their face and movement is so eerily creepy. And then the idea like when you're, sh- because the fact they're decomposing, like when you start like shooting her arm or something and like the arm just kind of slowly peels off and it's so grotesque that the detail they went into was quite really something. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that that's something. Um, <laughs> well, isn't it great to say that Resident Evil Two was fucking scary? Yeah, like it was God. scary. I don't I, care. I, I don't spent, care who you are. That game is scary. Like an hour in a safe room because Mr. X was walking around. I was just trying yes. to learn his footsteps and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a dick. And then you realize he doesn't have a pattern. You're thinking, nope. oh, he maybe he has like a sequence, and if I just learn that, I could like skim around him. Or but he just walks around. I do think there's something in the AI that keeps him within a certain radius of you because I could not fucking lose him. No, he, he does. Always he does. Near me in he, the oh, he does sometimes. Um, you are wrong there. Um, he does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's wrong, Your Honor. <laughs> Objection. Oh, this is this episode is going to be the culmination of all the other episodes that came yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, here's the swing. Uh, <laughs> 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 have to let off some horns later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, because he can walk to the other side of the police station. But see, that's the thing. I was trying to learn that. What? Yeah, I know, man. He has he feet. Walked? Um, yeah, he does. I was trying to learn, like, oh, can I tell difference of sound? Is he upstairs or on the same floor level as me, or is he below me? His stomps are so fucking freaky. Yeah, his stomps are so loud. He's stomping all over the place. That was my my second favorite game of 2019. And um, replay value. Beyond nothing better. Not no beyond (laughs) having no bullets and getting your throat ripped out. (laughs) Beyond that, um, (laughs) jumping straight into the game does it so easily and so quickly and the game is also it's easy so, to turn back on yeah yeah it's easy to get back into it you can clear it in like two hours then just go back into unless it. you're me unless you're you who spent um i think a it whole took year. me like two hours to complete a puzzle <laughs> yeah chris started in that january game is fucking difficult chris started in january you only finished it now no um, hey that yeah january of this year <laughs> <laughs> like i said i played catch up um did you, what did you think of the way the story is laid out? Um, like it's I suppose it's fine for on the idea of um balancing with replay value is hey, by can you leading. Drop the weapon! Drop the weapon! Just a pen right. in his hand, and he's smacking the microphone with it. All right. <laughs> so animated with your yeah, hands. Yeah, you chill the fuck out. He's like, I can't turn my head, so I've got to use every fucking facet <laughs> of my body <laughs> to express myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, oh, back um, to the story. So, so, it's good on the idea of trying to make it feel longer and trying to expand it and kind of create an aspect of replay value by splitting the campaign in two. But it wouldn't have hurt if they just kept it as one. Like, because when I did do Leon's the first time and it did yeah. end, I was like, that felt jarringly, kind of just it just ended. But then when you do Claire's kind of second half, 
of the of Leon's campaign. So he plays Claire. Yeah. You then get the full ending. It's like, okay, well, that feels a bit more nice and polished as an ending. But they could have just put the whole thing into... Well, that was my only... That's the only reason the game comes down a little bit for me. Because I think, like, objectively, of the games I played, it probably is the best game. Like, on a technical basis. Like, just the graphics, the way the game plays, the puzzles are really actually clever and intricate. And, like, the map layout is actually really good. But the thing that... No, I know I wasn't good at navigating. Yeah, no, you the you map, could not. But the it is a clever like it's a the map is like a Rubik's cube in that you you solve it and it keeps opening up to you and then you have new pathways and new doorways. But the thing that bothered me was just having to there's like a retread. So yeah, I played Leon's campaign first. Yeah, and then Claire's what's called a second run, which is it skips through a few bits of Leon's campaign and just gets to like all the new bits of Claire's. Hmm. But there's stuff. That, that you kind of do again in both yeah that you're doing again that you're like okay so who did it and what actually happened here and so for me i know that's the way the ps1 version worked and obviously back on the ps1 that was a very creative way of like if you replay the game but as the other character you'll see new stuff you're like oh wow my second playthrough of the game had new stuff but i just think for the remake they should have actually just made it one campaign where you swap between the characters at different points in the story and mm-hmm. um, because like so mr x that's a I don't mean to spoil it, but it's a good example of what I'm talking about, right? Um, and it doesn't really spoil the story anyway because the story doesn't totally add up. In Claire's segment, Mr. X gets killed, right? At a certain point in the game when she's chasing Claire and Sherry. Right. But yeah. in Leon's campaign, he's alive a lot longer than that because yes. Leon is the one who has to kill him at the end of his campaign. Right. He lives beyond that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so what happened? Like, who killed Mr. X? Like, what actually went on here? And what's the true events? And then in like... Yeah, it's just weird to me. Like Claire opened all these doors, but Leon also opened all these doors, and they all had to get the same keys and solve the same puzzles and get the same like. So just the retread bits bothered me, but every time I saw something new, it was fucking awesome, like mm. phenomenal. Um, and that's literally my only criticism of the game. It's just for me the way the campaign is. Later. Does it make more sense when you do A B of each character? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what you mean first. So, if you did Leon A, you did Leon A, Claire B. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we both did. And yeah. then, if you went back and did Leon B, Claire A, does it make more sense then? Like, does it give you a fuller picture? No. Have you tried that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I played... He has replayed I played, this game so I much that he knows the combinations of So, what happens... Heart? In that situation. So if you play Leon first, he goes to the gas station and he kills some zombies and he bumps into Claire. They drive off, uh, crash into Raccoon City. The whole city, it's gone now. He crashed yeah. into it. Uh, he then goes to police station and he plays out the game right. normally. Claire B is a kind of skims through that section with cutscenes and then she's just outside the police station straight away and you just get to play it and some of the areas are kind of already open to you and some of the things... Some of the items you have are in different areas. Yeah, I get that one. But what happens if you do Claire A? Then if you do Claire A, it's she goes to the gas station first, kills zombies, bumps into Leon, day drive, she runs to, and more or less, it plays out the same way as if you played as Leon A. Okay, so the A playthrough is exactly the same. It's just the character is different. The character is different and like... No, because there is stuff that's different because later on in Claire's dialogue story... sections are different depending on who you're talking to, or, and then there's also different, um... Like, there's different story beats, because Claire... There are different story beats. Claire meets Sherry. Leon does not. And so when I did Leon's campaign the first time, and again, I'm actually not bashing the game, I'm just... 
it's just this is my one thing where it knocked down a little bit for yeah, me. Yeah, it's confusing. <clears throat> was at the end of the game, Leon gets on this tram. Yeah. And he sees Claire and Sherry, you know, just like in the original. <clears throat> and I'm dying. <laughs> uh, it's just, it really chokes me up. Um, um, and he sees Sherry and he just like, he is in his campaign. You never see her or hear mention of her once. So he has no idea who the fuck she is. Right. So it's just like, oh, there's a girl. And it just ends. And she only has significance if you play Claire's then, right? Yeah. And so if you had done Claire's uh, first, and if when you do Claire's story, Ada is not in it at all. You think maybe they should so, add an update, kind of like the way the Beyond Two Souls did, where, oh, where it kind of gives you a the option of doing kind of the original layout, which is kind of not chronologically correct, or yeah. this more tailored experience, which puts the events in order. I think that would. I would love that. The game? I would love that. The um, intro hasn't, but they would kind of have to redesign a lot of it. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Because of the way it plays, they'd have to redesign it. Because Claire's then been really, really short. Because let's say you play as that's why you actually play. You decide to play as Claire first. So she, she goes there. She solves a lot of the puzzles first. Goes down underground. Escapes from the police station. And then Leon. And then maybe at that point, that's when you get to play as Leon. Okay. But most of the stuff is done, so you can kind of just zip through it. Zip through the whole police station. So it's kind of like, what is left for him to do there? Like, you'd almost have to nearly remake the game if you're wanting to include both segments in the one long campaign. Because of the way they made it. See, I suppose the... Um, like, you you can't say it's not a fateful remake. Because it absolutely is. And yes. that's the reason they did the two-split campaigns that way. Like, they faithfully recreated the original game with just new mechanics and a new polish right mm. and some stuff from what i've heard has been because i'm not overly familiar with the original game i did play a bit of it but i'm not overly familiar mm. with it in any way so um they did expand some of the characters like marvin i think has a lot more to say yeah marvin this a one bigger and all character. that kind of stuff but um i just feel like the cover of the game has leon and claire on it and it just feels weird that they have like zero interaction with each other like they talk to each other at the start of the game and then they see each other at the end yeah and that's it and i just think i don't mean i want the two of them together for the game but just that like you know they're getting split up and then they run into each other again and maybe like there's mention of what's going on for either side or i just i think that if the campaign had been one single campaign where you swap between the two characters at different points i think it would have been an even more polished experience it's like something that oh we didn't do that with the original but now that we're doing a remake we have the opportunity to maybe do it and like give it a full polish but like the new that over shoulder gameplay stuff I suppose coming out of Resi 7 um, I would have had a little bit of a fear that because like, Resi 7 had a really good horror tone I mm. had a little bit of a fear it's like well now it's going to go back to the whole action game formula and while there is plenty of action in this game it does not let down in fear at all. No. This game is really scary and really stressful. One thing I like about it, but I also dislike it about it at the same time, is that there's a certain amount of zombies and that's it. So you can actually... You, I love it because it, it makes it more realistic rather than mm. the idea of where the hell all these new zombies come from or anything like that, like games tend to do. Um, but like in the... You can clear out the whole police station of zombies and enemies and then just run around freely if you want. Nice. But only eventually. Like you can't do that straight away. No, you, you can't need do enough ammo. Away. You and need enough equipment. When Mr. X is around, you'd be too scared to. Yeah, Mr. X is. 
follows you and he stomps and he's he so sees you and the music is great to him as well i don't know if i'll ever be able to play tree tree which is coming soon um because but what about the multiplayer man man multiplayer yeah i mean that might be fun but that's only a mode but like yeah like the thought of like mr x was scary right but the thought of nemesis mm. like the original game was named after nemesis he was mm. like i know in the original resi 2 mr x did follow leon but not as much as nemesis followed jill like that was the whole plot of that game yeah so this is like a whole game of that but with the new graphics and stuff yep like Class. holy fuck and i've seen some of the gameplay that they showed off and nemesis looks like he like relentless like he doesn't let let up at all no and if you run away from him he has like a tentacle move where he can drag you back to him Class. So, hugged, and someone someone's after saying that um someone said that safe rooms are not safe from nemesis Oh, so like, 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 like it was the only... I don't know if that's true, but there's supposed to be like story points where he can't, like where like you activate a story point, and he's no longer around. But if he is following you and you go into a safe room and he knows you're in there, like he can come in. Like it was the only thing that now actually, try play the game. <laughs> it was the only thing that kept Mister X at bay was there was particular rooms he would never enter. Yeah, well, similar to the rest of them. Yeah. Hmm. I find it so hard to go in and actually try and solve. Like, because the puzzles... And I have to give it credit. The game feels like a PS1 game. Mm. It's been a long time since I've had the... Like, I, I, games have been kind of... um, Maybe dumbed down a little bit. Uh, like, the experience has become more phenomenal in playing games mm. nowadays. But, like, there was a time where... Like, like, there's no hints when you play Metal Gear Solid as to how to beat Psychomantis. No. Uh, you you got to figure it out or someone else has figured it out and tells you how to do it. And some of these puzzles are like really think outside the box um, or sometimes literally look at the box and open the box. Like I, <laughs> I didn't know you could examine the items yeah. and take them up closely and then open them up and all this kind of stuff. And after a while I figured out, like, Eric showed me actually and I was like, oh fucking hell, that's cool. How was I ever going to figure that out? Like, no, at no point did it say, why don't you try examining the objects? And like, there was even things where it's like if you find this particular item and keep it with you long enough, you'll actually find there's a memory stick inside it and you can stick it into this other thing. And you're like, what? How, how the fuck was I going to know that? And how did I know it would fit into this particular item or this particular door? I love shit like that, though. But yeah, no, I, I you would really like this game. Yeah, if I had the balls for it. Yeah, like if you uh, get past the fear, man, man, I played it and I'm a pussy. Man, yeah, it's easy. Like I cleared in like two hours. What you do, I didn't realize at first, I suppose. After like three goes. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I could speedrun it. Yeah. I, say, I didn't realize at first, uh, it took me a while to get around to it, but um, I suppose you, you can you can stun Mr. X. Like you can shoot him in the head and it'll put him down for a few seconds to give you a chance to run. Yeah. So you don't have to just run. Um, yeah, so like Jack from Seven. Yeah. Yeah, very much like that. Hmm. Very much that feeling. But uh, And there is a really good blend of like action sequences too. Yes. And some of the set pieces are brilliant. And you can, you can like, sneak around. Kind of. In, like, the police station. So where, like, Mr. X... So Mr. X doesn't just immediately know where you are. But you can, like, hide behind a pillar and he, like, will walk the other direction. Like an alien? Kind of like an alien, yeah. And with Jack... Oh, yeah, he has to see you. To, yeah. just, to find you, to yeah. To find you, yeah. It's Grandman, don't worry about it. You can do uh, it. I believe in you. The, what's stressful... But I don't. I don't believe in me. What's scary is when he's there... And liquors are and there. And liquors are there. And zombies. Because oh. liquors oh. react to sound. 
Yeah. yeah. So you have to walk really slowly when they're walking. But if Mr. X walks down a hallway, he reacts to sight. He sees you. So, and even though Does he anyone keeps... react to touch? Zombies. <laughs> if you t- Actually, if you touch off a zombie, because sometimes they're just kind of docile, kind of like the lads in The Last of Us. You know, oh, the ones that are... Okay, yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes. Not all of them. But yeah. some of them is they're kind of just like staring at a wall and keep to themselves. That is, if you alert them, then they suddenly become yeah. hostile. But um, the... Yeah, like the, the most stressful moments are when he sees it because he'll keep a steady pace. And you can actually run away from Mr. X quite easy. But um, the liquors, but are... liquors are so fast. Really? Yeah. They are really fast. You will not outrun a liquor. Did... And they follow you pretty far. I kind of thought, oh, once I turn this corner, he's going to be stuck to that hallway. He fucking followed me until I found a door. Hmm. And the, the, the whole building. The detail, because you know why obviously liquors are always just these masses of meat? Yeah. They actually have like lots of bone and stuff on them so they have like shoulder yeah like in five, 5 Resi 5 yeah but much more detail and they're, they're they look they, fantastic they look fantastic yeah, yeah the zombies are the zombies are brilliant they're really fucking really good. brilliant and yeah. they also we, you know what I'm sold it's my favourite game <laughs> the, ga- the game is really <laughs> really good but and it has reason- loads of again back to replay value because they have loads of and I find a lot of games PS4 didn't do this but PS3 did a lot which was unlockables you know, do like a particular challenge or something, or collect a particular amount of items, and you yeah, unlock something. Little... So it gives you that reason to go back to play. Yeah, and... Well, I wouldn't say there's no. Like, there was a lot of games on the PS4 that led for that. Yeah, yeah, but, but not the... as easy. But there is, yeah, and, there's a lot of unlockable kind of fast. Yeah. You know, I mean, Resi Two. Is oh, like... You just want, you just want nice, quick. Well, replay satisfaction. Value. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, what? What? Um, but is the, is the reason it's your favorite game is mainly the replay value, is it? Because it is you can just jump in and yes, yeah. Because there's very I have I actually that's that's one of my biggest actually issues with a it's lot of actually. the <laughs> <laughs> actually it's actually my well, actually what well actually what you'll find is actually um, <laughs> the PS4 actually is um, that games actually have a lot of not. <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah no they don't I actually find once I complete a game I'm like I don't really want to go back and play this I'm not actually <laughs> I can't, I can't that now. Uh, this episode is actually um, <laughs> I was just about to say it again were you? yes there actually was <laughs> um, but when I'm finished PS4 game, I'm like, okay, that's done. I'll just move on to something else. But, you know what I mean? Resi 2 brought back the feeling of, I play it, and I'm like, actually, I want to play that again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And try and even try doing harder difficulties and everything, because, you know, some games on harder difficulties aren't fun. There's some awesome moments, is that? Yeah. And um, I... I love Data. I remember saying it to you. Yeah. I fucking love Data. Data's yeah. great. Her costume makes no sense. No. She's not strategic in any way, but iconic. But there was a moment where you get to play as Ada, which I'm sure was not... I, well, I don't know, but I have a feeling wasn't in the original. Like, I have a feeling she was obviously in the original, but I don't know if you actually played as her. And there's a moment where you get to play as Ada, and it's just really cool. Like, it's really cool that you're like, oh, cool, Like the game is doing something different for a second, and it's giving me a different style of gameplay for, like, a segment. Um, I always... Like I said on the Spider-Man one, the Mary Jane segments, like, I, I, li- I like moments like that, where for... This brief period, it um, kind of reminds the gameplay like, has changed. It kind of reminds me of like Arkham or something like that. Oh, why? Well, you got this gadget. 
Arkham games of gadgets. Oh right, uh, the actual playing as her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like now, yeah. you know, you're da- you're down in the kind of these these dark industrial kind of you're down down in the dark industrial area, which Batman spends a lot of time. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Ada is exactly like Ada is well actually the, actually cam- is. the camera <laughs> angle is quite similar to the Arkham games. It is. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The lighting in the game is fantastic. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. So good. Rain. Great. Um, but I suppose plot-wise, there's nothing new. Like, no. like you know, if you're you've, trapped if in you've played the original G virus going around, or even if you played the other games because they reference it a lot. Like, you're probably very familiar with the Resident Evil plot. So, um, but just it was it was brilliant. <laughs> I'm like a goddamn stutter in this episode. Um, <laughs> repeat myself. Repeat myself. Repeat myself. And what's wrong with that, Eric? <laughs> nothing really. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Is because the, the the series was dying fucking hell. <laughs> I can't talk. It's okay. Take your time. Do you want to take a drink? No, no, I'm good, man. Cheers. Um, <laughs> 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 because the the series was dying, it was great to bring it back. Yeah. To being with it's the, scary. It's with hard. the T virus. With the T virus. With the G virus. But no, but out. by bringing it back to life with the T virus, it was a joke. It was very clever. Good job. That's very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was just great that they brought it back to be scary again. Yeah, I've downloaded the demo. Um, I never played to it. Try it. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I try it. It is good. It is. Um, yeah, and it is creepy. And yeah, it took me a long time to really get through it. But the Metroidvania style gameplay, you you love all the like. Getting the keys to get to the keys yeah. and all this unlocking. I understand what that means now. So and I, can, I can say that as well. Metroidvania. Yeah. Oh, before we move on from Resi 2, I have to bring this up. Um, from my own experience of it, uh, what do you make of the voice acting, Eric? Oh, well, uh, Ada was good. Ada was actually good. Ada's that. really good. Uh, Brian Irons and Marvin are good in it. Most of them are good. Most Le- of them are most good. Them good. <laughs> Leon is just the one where it's a bit like. Oh, what the hell? And it's like, literally someone could have just been ripped to shreds or an explosion could have happened. Oh my God. That was really weird. And that's it. Leon genuinely, whoever did the vo- I can't remember his name, but he, um, he genuinely sounds like he was like, I really want to faithfully recreate the PS1 voice acting. Like, I really want it to just be good like, on him. yeah, like, he just, Claire, it's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, like, no emotion. Even later on, like, he's like, Monsters are chasing him and shit, and then he's just like, "What the hell? <laughs> Who the hell?" Uh, Claire's voice acting is better. Yes, I would say up to yeah. two, but her facial animation. Uh, and I found this with Seven as well. Sometimes the facial animation was a little bit annoying, like a little bit fucking crazy. That's all over yeah, this. and so that's still in this engine. I don't know what it is with some of the games of this generation. Um, they're they're really obsessed with showing like their dentures. Yeah, teeth. Yeah, teeth. just yeah. a lot of lot of teeth action. And nobody talks like that. Yeah, no. so people's cheeks are going they're, crazy. Yeah, they're like teeth first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in like Until Dawn. Yeah, that's another one. That's, that's really like weird. That. Yeah, it is. After Very a while, you're just like, whoa. The only one who looks natural in that is Rami Malek. He doesn't. As show in, his he looks like himself nearly as much. No, but he just he doesn't show his teeth nearly as much. Like he just speaks the way. Doesn't he? Well, well, I think, not as much but as I think that's actually how that's he just talks. how he looks. That's how he talks. Yeah, he has those teeth. Like, <laughs> um, there's a reason they chose him for framework. Yeah, right? no, it's just funny. Like the other voice actors were really were actually really good in that yeah. game, and I kept noticing it. Like Leon, I was like, "What the fuck?" 
it was, yeah, but it was nearly like it must a, have been on purpose there's there's like even a little moment when you come across um a dad with his girl and the girl his daughter the dad's daughter's like infected oh, yeah. and it's, it's such a great it's little really moment. good really good um yeah, so just play the game, man. I do recommend the game to anyone who does love a good old survival horror. Yeah. Because it really brings you back to the roots of a survival horror. It does. Especially when you're if you're in a dark room with just your torch on and that's as much light as you have. And you can hear the zombies, but you don't know where they are. Yeah. Uh, there's a creepy atmosphere through it. It's really mm. good. Uh, and then as soon as Mr. X comes in, just turn it off, put it back in your case, stick it in the drawer and open. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, it took me a whole year to, to, <laughs> to try out Resi 7. <laughs> I still, to this day, I would say Resi 7 is scarier. Think so? Yeah, I would. Oh, you think, Eric? Out of curiosity. Nah. You think Resi 2 is scarier? Ah, yeah, Resi 2. Do you think Resident Evil 2 is the scariest Resident Evil you've played? Uh, I don't know now. Like, as in, if I was to play them all at the age I am now, or just on experience. Because Resident Evil 4 would obviously be the scariest one I've ever experienced, because I was a child (laughs) watching all of these... (laughs) deranged peasants trying to hack me with it actually that's terrifying a guy with a chainsaw comes at you and he's got a bag on his head he has a potato bag on his head with a chainsaw coming at you that is definitely more terrifying <laughs> I mean yeah you paid a good picture there <laughs> I was like 7 or 8 seeing that how does Resident Evil 2 um, in- against Dead Space which is which is scarier I would think. Um, okay, this is mm. a difficult one because Resident Evil Two is mm. um, more realistic in its graphics now, so the zombies look really real. Like you know what I mean. So that stuff, visually, I would say Resident Evil Two is a bit creepier, and also there's a feeling of, um, because it's on Earth, it's in our world, so it's like I I could be there, I could be in a place like that. So that's all very creepy. But I think Dead Space is scarier. Okay, so I could play it then. In my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion. Because I just think there's a real... Even though you're pretty much on your own for most of Resi 2, there's an even greater feeling of isolation in Dead Space, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because of the thing of being in space and the really dark corridors and just the overall... You're the only one alive. Yeah, and the the overall atmosphere in Dead Space, I think, is scarier. But that's just me. What do you think, Eric? Um, yeah, probably, probably Dead Space would be scarier. Okay. Yeah. Like if you go back and watch Dead Space, like look I'm just at trying Space. to gauge. I'm just trying to gauge where's Resident Evil Two on a scare factor. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah no. You played PT. You'd be fucking fine, man. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't die in PT. I don't think dying is scary. Dying is just. Stressful. Well, dying is annoying. I tell you, yeah, yeah, I know. But like, when it comes to when it comes to horror games, the reason I don't like failing while I play it is yeah, because yeah. I have to go through that thing again. So you have to experience it over and over and over. Yeah. Whereas something like PT, where you cannot die, you experience it once and that's it. Yeah, you're on to the next. It stays with you forever. You don't need to experience that again. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, for life. Um, yeah, that was kind of like Resident Evil is a no-brainer one, like. It yeah, was, <laughs> it was well received. Hey, and the zombies in New that's, that's a zombie joke. Yeah. <laughs> that was a zombie joke for you folks. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. <laughs> so I don't fucking know what's wrong with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Adam. Hello. Who did not play Resident Two, so couldn't join in on I didn't play our much conversation that year. at no, all. No, he didn't. 
I didn't either. I Especially, like, I don't think I played a single <laughs> game that came out in the first half of the year. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. I, I could have just been really, really busy or um, everything was just scary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Every game was scary. Well, well, what would you list then as your number one game from 2019 that you've the played? The only game I've played, Chris. Uh, uh, what is it, Adam? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. Highly um, anticipated game. Hugely. I mean, no, it's not the only game I've played, but it, it's just the... It's the only one you got really lost in, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, I... Like, I, I wasn't that interested in it, like, at all. I didn't even buy it. It was bought for me. Yeah. And then when I put it in, and I was like, sure, look, now that I have it, might as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, But just the, the opening, I was hooked. Right, okay. Completely. The direction, the... It, yeah, the directing is in it is really, really good. The world building is really, really good. Um... I, I I'm not a big fan of open world games that don't have anything in it. Yeah. But in the context of the story and the the world that this is set in, that totally makes sense. But I've seen like some of the environmental visuals look fantastic, even though like yeah. the like it's barren, but it's not without character. Yeah, and what's really interesting, it's the first game to really do this, is that traversing is the difficulty. You know, I mean, right, yeah, yeah, there's enemies in it, and actually, I don't like those moments. There's kind of like Metal Gear style moments in it, where you, you, you know, you do have weapons and you third person shooter kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're like my least favorite part of the game. I just think, yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, but the getting from one spot to the next, and you're you're kind of graded on the health of your cargo. So some cargo could be like, you know, this is fragile, so don't don't damage it, or you have to have it uh, you have a backpack to carry all this cargo so you have to have it oriented in a certain way because it can't go flat otherwise it'll break yeah so now when you're carrying multiple things you have to stack it you have to think about how you're going to stack it then you have to look at the journey ahead and do you need a ladder how many ladders do you need do you need ropes is there going to be a cliff face to climb down um will you need a bridge then will you need to build one to get over a river or maybe you'll have to think about it so you have to be really strategic about what equipment you're going to bring with you because you can't take it all because you'll fall basically you'll fall over <laughs> it sounds super fucking exciting <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> well what's Whoa, really odd oh, about put this the controller down. how many ladders am i gonna need Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it's like, funny like like it doesn't, our, our it, cousin uh we met him christmas morning and he described death stranding to me he said it's like playing as a UPS man, except they're not paying you. You paid them for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you are basically like uh, a de- you're a delivery man. That's you not, are. by the way, that wasn't an impression of his voice. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I did it that way, but like uh, when you describe it to someone, I, I fair play to Kojima pitching this to whoever yeah, yeah. because it doesn't sound exciting. Even looking at it, like just watch gameplay of it, it looks shit. It really does. Like, I, I thought it was. But when you actually have the controller in your hand, and that's, like, this... Death Stranding is the perfect example of um, why people don't get games. Like, they just don't understand games. Okay. Because there's certain games you can look at and you can kind of say, oh, yeah, I get the appeal of that, right? Like right, a first-person yeah, yeah. shooter yeah. or something like that, right? That looks kind of either... Engaging. Yeah. yeah. 
or violent or whatever, right? If you're going to hate on it, there's kind of you can already pinpoint. Um, yeah, you already get a sense of what that game is like. Mm-hmm. Dead Stranding, you will not have a clue what that game is like until you actually have the control in your hand because every step you take is going every to every breath you make. Yeah, basically. Yeah, actually, because you do have to hold your breath in it as well. Oh yeah, you do. Do you physically or yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you're kind of scanning your area like at the beginning you're kind of scanning everything and yeah. there's rocks that will show up kind of like red around you so you can't walk on them because you'll trip over and you'll fucking break cargo but as you play the game you start to recognize which terrain you can actually walk on and you can get better kind of hiking boots and equipment and stuff like that so you can actually traverse quite easily yeah um, but then there's other challenges. And then the rain, like, melts your stuff. So you have to think about, okay, like, <laughs> do I need a shelter? <laughs> Sounds like bundles of joy. I think I'd be way more afraid to play that than <laughs> to do. Well, that's what's terrified. That's what's really interesting is like, there that is again. actually kind of a horror element to Death Stranding. Well, yeah, and I like because I think I thought it was gonna be a horror game when they were first shown visuals. Um, never thought that. I definitely did. The first trailer I saw, I thought it was gonna be a horror game, and a couple more of the trailers, I was like, "Wow, he's working on this like horror action." I would, game. I would understand if you say like psychological horror, and then or something mo- like that. Well, yeah, horror game. No, yeah. no, it's absolutely like a horror game because these, the what they call BTS, which are the we, if you saw the trailers, they're kind of the invisible These ghosty people. kind of, kind of ghosty things, things with yeah. the cables. So there, there's certain areas where they're all around, and they only really appear in moments of really heavy rain. And you have to like sneak around them really quietly because they're attracted to sound. And if you get too close to them, you have to hold your breath as a character because they can hear your breathing. And then. But moving slowly will degrade your equipment that you're trying to get to the next post. So you really have to think about how you're going to get around these. Now, later on, you can get equipment to take them out. But in the beginning, you don't have any of that. So you have to like really be careful getting around these BTs. Those segments are really, really good. It's There's there's kind of these other characters, which they call mules. Yeah. Um, when they take you like that, when when they see you, they'll try and chase you and grab your stuff and and steal your cargo. I've seen them. Don't they? Do they kind of they kind of look like the guys from um, like Monsters Inc. Yeah, right. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got a two four seven. Yeah, they look like that. Yeah. Um, yeah those bits of the game, I I hate. I really dislike okay. them. They're not that enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, there's there's other encounters that are much more enjoyable than, than those um because i kind of figure out it's kind of like an mgs5 you know when you're when you get quiet um there's if the you character go, quiet the character quiet yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh when you're trying to infiltrate somewhere you kind of have a you know you just send her out and she can freaking take out everyone then you yeah. have to do is just walk in right so there's certain things like you can do with the mules where you can just take them all out and they're that's it and then you can just run through so it's more just tedious than Right. There's yeah. no enjoyment and there's no challenge, so I don't. I really d- dislike that part of the game. But uh, anything to do with BTS is like you're. It's you're always on edge with those bits. Kojima's so fucking creative, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and the, the like, guy's ev- a genius. Like everything up to this, like everything that he's worked on has kind of 
is in this, right? Because there is stealth mechanics. Yeah, yeah. There is obviously overly complex fucking story. Like, the story is a bit mad. Like, you can summarize the story in, like, I'd say four sentences. Right. But he somehow manages to have to try and explain it over, like, ten hours of fucking game. Well, that's that's, that's his style, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it it almost becomes too much. It's almost like when someone's trying to explain something to you and they Mm. explain it so much you just don't get it? it actually, like... <laughs> like, like, actually. Cool. Um, but the uh, the open world, like, so in MGS5, I think he did a really bad job. His team did a bad job at making that an open world game, just in my, my personal opinion. Yeah, take that team. Because um, they made an open world that there's nothing to do in it. It's quite barren. There's nothing interesting. Like, why is it an open world? Why make it an open world? Yeah, why not just Whereas, stick to the formula you had before it works in this because it's supposed to be barren yeah it's part of the narrative yeah and as you're walking it also has the soundtrack is done by the icelandic band low roar so their songs come on as you're walking and it's really it makes you kind of reflect on the cutscene that just happened yeah and what's about to come and you're trying to traverse and and make sure you don't wreck your cargo and stuff like that and sometimes the camera will zoom right out just to show how insignificant or small you are in like the greater world yeah um but then as you're going through it how much of a difference you're making so even though you are small and insignificant technically mm-hmm. um you are making a huge impact so it's a really meditative game yeah one thing i love about when when they did first show off gameplay because the gameplay does when you do look at it looks boring as fuck yeah and it looks not really that much different in movement and controls to Metal Gear Solid 5, mm-hmm. which when traversing Metal Gear Solid 5 is quite a boring thing to do. But I loved the grass and the rocks and the water, and it was beautiful. Yeah, I was really- like, I just actually, yeah, I want to play a game where yet again I can just get lost in the world and just want to walk around the world and not be bothered by anything, but I know I can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, the f- photo mode is definitely something that you'd be turning on quite a lot in that yeah, game. Yeah. The only thing is that the the whole there's kind of three areas in the game. Right. Uh, with the middle section being huge, like massive, massive okay. area. But all three kind of look the same. There's no real difference in okay. in the look of it. Apart from like there's one area that's kind of almost deserty and another area that's kind of snowy, but um the rocks are always this kind of black volcanic look to them and then there's a lot of grassy areas as well so it has that look throughout even though you're supposed to be going across the u.s Mm. um it has that look throughout uh but the the engine that they're using is the same one for horizon zero dawn like so it has similar looks to that yeah yeah i obviously i haven't played the game but um i must give a small bit of credit for it. my my favorite song of last year came out of that game. Oh, Ludens? Yeah, yeah. Bring Me the Horizon did song Ludens. So, yeah, it's very good. And it goes back to um, so just a quick little story. The members of that band, in particular, um, the singer, like Metal Gear Solid, is their favorite game, and so they had a song on one of their albums, Sem Paterno, called Shadow Moses, purely as a callback to that game, and it starts with a sample from the song The Best Is Yet to Come. Yeah. And they actually play that at their concerts. And I've been to one of their concerts where the best is yet to come plays. 
before they go into a big song and like to have a crowd sing along to that is fucking amazing but um so then when they had a chance to write a song for this game they wrote it in like a week or anything but they did base it on like the themes of the game and stuff and uh, i just thought it was fucking awesome yeah so the ideas that were expressed in it i thought were very interesting and they obviously got it from the game i think the the overall story to the game is really obvious um like as you play it you can pretty much guess it so i don't think the twists and turns or anything like that in it is is his best work right yeah and i just think that the world building is pretty interesting that you'd want i I would want to play another game in that world but i don't think it's going to happen no really very unique setting now I've seen I've seen like um, ideas done where there is an invisible threat that is wiped at everybody, but just the yeah the world he has is so unique. That when you play, you'll be surprised how further in depth it goes. Oh yeah, I've no I've no doubt like, but yeah. it's just the idea. The where whole... for where for you does it rank in Kojima's work? Um, out of curiosity, not like I'm not saying list them all, but like. Is it better than any of the Metal Gear Solid games for you, or? I think it's better than just five. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. In terms of, uh, because there's so much similar to it, so I think if there's elements of MGS Five that you like, like how do you approach the situation? What gear do I need? Yeah. I mean, the whole game is built on that mechanic. The tactical element. Yeah. Yeah. But it's way better in telling its story. You know, there's yeah. actual like Metal Gear, the original Metal Gear Solid style cutscenes in this. So you don't have to listen to tapes? There are those as well. Are they voiced by people? Well, no, there isn't tapes. There's a codec. Oh, there's actually a codec in it. Yay! So they they call you. Sorry, there's no tapes. They do call you. All right. Yeah, there's tapes as well. No, but you know, like Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, the way everything is done through that. Yeah, it's not like that. This will tell you straight up. You won't have to listen or read anything else in the game. You could just play and just watch the cousins. Great. That's good. Super, yeah. because those tapes were very um, like fair play to the, the, the voice actors did a good job with the voices, but they're very boring, very boring to yeah. try listen to them. Yeah. Well, as well, it's just not an effective like. It's not an effective t- way tapes, to do it. Tapes should be uh, a collectible that gives you extra information, yeah. but not your essential information. Nah, so and they're like, all like, like do you remember I, like playing Arkham Asylum and you can collect the interview tapes? Yeah. And all they do is, well, not only do they give you little rewards. But they just give you further insight into the characters, right? And their interactions mm. with psychiatrists and stuff. But if you had to find them to actually find out what's going on, yeah, that's a shit narrative. Like that's and, not yeah. good writing. The tapes in it are like almost an hour long. And who wants to listen to like people talk for about an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. No, they're See, really I don't long. remember that they're, because they're, the they're Phantom really, Pain really has been pretty much deleted from my memory. Like I just anger. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, so, anyway. Good game. yeah, I, I like well. You see, it's not a game I can go. I abs like Resident Evil. Like I wouldn't say you absolutely have to play this. Right. It's very, it is very different. Yeah. You you either, alone with Resident Evil. Too? You're either. I don't. I don't have. Won't have time for it now. But um. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you'll either. It, this is Marmite. This is the Marmite of video games. Excellent. You either love it or yeah. you hate it. Yeah, and I don't well, see this. The not going to be I haven't seen any kind of mixed reviews. I've only seen. Well, sorry, I've seen across the board mixed reviews, but I haven't seen like someone who's gone. Yeah, it's okay. Like people genuinely like they either I love it and I can't put my finger on why I love it, yeah. or I fucking hate this game 
and I can definitely put my finger on why. <laughs> yeah. you know? And although I'm a huge fan of the Metal Gear series, it's nothing to do with like I'm not like oh yeah, Kojima has his name on it, therefore I love it because no, no, I of course not. the whole time was like this does not interest me. I have no interest in this other than knowing what the story is. I had interest in it, but I yeah, had I was, no interest in the gameplay. I was curious by the concepts. Mm. But I got like really sucked into the gameplay loop, which is there's a lot of different kind of posts or, or bases. Yeah. And what you have to do is you have to bring um, cargo to them. And when you do that, you connect them to this, what they call the chiral network. So what they're trying to do is there's all these kind of bunkers. Everyone lives underground. Right. And these bunkers are all disconnected from one another. And they're kind, it's like as if they're trying to build the internet to connect all the so they can share things with each other okay yeah um but in order to do that you need to physically go to them and actually connect them to this network to try and rebuild america that's the idea yeah uh Make and america just great, going yeah. like there's these <laughs> there's a few posts that you that you have to go to through the story yeah. but there's a few extra ones that are kind of you know you don't actually have to right but if you do you get extra benefits and I just kind of got caught, caught in the loop of adding them to the network. And when you do that, it's like their signal is only like two stars, let's say. But if you do more stuff for them, you can get them up to five stars. And when you get them up to five stars, you unlock extra stuff. Huh. And I just got really caught in that loop. So I could have cleared it a lot quicker than I did. Right, but fair. because I was just stuck in one area, just getting everyone up to five stars, like it took took a while to get That's through. That's probably a good sign, though. It's like I could push on and finish this game. Yeah. But I want I want to keep playing it. So. I watched uh, an interview on Conan Show where Norman Reedus was trying to describe this game, and it's very funny because I don't even think he talked about any of the walking or anything like that. He just talked about how his piss and shit were weapons that he could use. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> you you go to a in your safe room, so you have a safe room where you can kind of access, uh, like information. Like it's almost like the helicopter in Phantom Pain. Right. Yeah. Where you control everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's in that safe room is where you can rest up and uh, get your energy level back up because your blood levels start to go down. Oh. And you start to become tired as well. And when you become tired, your fatigue like your fatigue goes down. Mm. Uh, so you have less balance. So you'll fall <laughs> over easily. Fuck no. <laughs> so you need to rest up. This but if game you, is harder than. But if you too. take uh, if you take a piss, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to clean the toilet. <laughs> no. <laughs> They they weaponize it, right? And it becomes the number one grenade. But if you take a shit, it becomes the number two grenade. Wow. Don't you able to grow mushrooms well, and stuff as see, well? See, that's the thing is that, like, like, Kojima does tell very, like, serious stories and really, like, uh, you know, delves into lots of different big themes about society and how we interact with each other and all this kind of stuff. But he does have a great sense of humor. Yeah, and... And he always displays his humor in his games, too. And it's not like just he's that, not afraid to be a bit weird. He's so aware of the medium as well. He knows this is a game, and he's not pretending it's anything other than a game. Yeah, yeah. So he just straight up just, like, there's gamey mechanics in it, and he, he shoves it in your face, like, it's like, yes, this is a game. Yeah, yeah. And it only works in that medium yeah. as well. Um, cool, sounds good. Uh... <laughs> And it is Sounds actually good. yeah, it is actually a good way to stay in shape. Uh, yeah. yeah, just hiking. <gasps> we both say yeah at the same time. The power of friendship. That's actually hold on. Yeehaw. Do you guys remember? I'm not gonna get much into it, but I was just I was watching someone else replay it recently, and I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Like it's it's fucking shit. Do you remember Darja Cerberus? 
Oh, yeah, Final I Fantasy uh, fucking Vincent Valentine game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the game, he like, he's about to like fight the final boss, and it does this weird anime thing. There's like the problem with all those compilation games is they don't fucking feel like the original Final Fantasy VII at all. Like it's not even the same fucking world. But um, it, they do this weird thing where it shows all of his like friends, like Cloud and everything, and the, like in a, a split screen thing. And they all go, yeah! And this light beam, shoo, like, zooms up to Vincent. And you're like, with the power of friendship, he defeats the final boss. <laughs> and you're like, what fucking harsh shit is this? Like, who the fuck wrote right, don't this remember that part. shit? Look at it again and you'll realize that game is not good if you're over the age of 10. Uh, it's fucking atrocious portrayal of those characters. Anyway, anyway. Uh, my favorite game <laughs> <laughs> from 2019 is... Um, and actually, call back to the first episode. In the first episode that we did of this podcast, we were talking about games we were looking forward to playing. And at the time, I said I was about to start Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Right. I was looking forward to a, st- a new Star Wars game that was story-based and that had platforming elements, which I'd seen in it. And I'm glad to say it was my favorite game that came out in 2019. Um, not like It's not like hugely, in my opinion, better than Resi 2, for example, which came close second and mm-hmm. um, but just because it is a, a, a complete overall experience like you just play through the story and you get the whole package in one and um, and i just had a lot of fun with the platforming um and the combat i will say don't play it on any other difficulty but easy if you want to enjoy the game yeah yeah so i do not shame people who like to play games on easy because it's a game games should be fun right um, we said I said this to Eric recently actually like Resident Evil 4 the original version of it did a really good scaling difficulty system where you don't pick a difficulty I don't know if you're aware of this you don't pick a difficulty in the original Resident Evil 4 do you? but when you're playing it it yeah it scales the difficulty as you play it it scales difficulty as you play it yeah I think you, way I think more you do play, pick w- a difficulty no yeah game, you right? still do because you still you, pick one? yeah yeah I'd like but it does scale the difficulty as you play it. So, as like, if you're right, finding yeah. it really, if you're finding it a bit particularly hard, yeah. and you're dying a couple of times, the next time they'll like take enemies away. They'll yeah. actually reduce enemies. I've seen footage of that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't go like, oh, you're shit. It just, it's just you catering. don't even notice it. Yeah. It's catering to you, right? And I think more games should do that. So for this game, um, like the people want to feel like a Jedi, and you can feel like a Jedi in this game. Mm-hmm. If you play it on the easiest difficulty, <laughs> if you yeah. don't play it on the easiest difficulty, you will not feel like a Jedi. Yeah, because it's one of those things where, like Spider Man and Batman, like you know, when you're playing Spider Man, you want to feel like Spider Man. Yeah. So when you're playing Star Wars and you're gonna play as a Jedi, you want to feel like a Jedi. Therefore, the stormtroopers should miss because they have terrible aim. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not just that, but like every like if you play on the harder difficulties, like the the Dark Souls thing and Star Wars thing doesn't really add up. Like for me, it didn't. Yeah, like, doesn't I, that doesn't yeah. make sense. But every other aspect of the game works really well. The there's like it's kind of like an uncharted game. You go into there all these some temples and there's puzzles and there's all platforms. Oh, I fucking loved all that. And I love there's there's this alien species that the plot revolves around called the Zepho, hmm. and it had these really cool statues and really cool temples and there were these ancient race that had like studied the Force and you have to go into these temples and navigate them and everything. And I just I fucking loved all that. Um, it's just a really fun fun star wars game it's not the most like groundbreaking game you're ever going to play mm. um but it's 
a lot more fun, I would say, than the Battlefront games. Well, it depends on what you're into. Like, if you're into multiplayer, that's obviously your take. But if you're into, like, a story, single-player experience, this um, delivers, I think. Mm. Um, and it's got some really interesting characters and story points, too. Like, BD1. BD1 is fucking awesome. He's your little droid. Yeah. And he accompanies you on all your missions, and he, like opens up chests for you and things and he has he has a personality much like any droid in, in the star wars so sometimes the droids are some of the better characters in the like i know in the sequel trilogy personally i think bb8 is like one of the best new characters to come out of that yeah um and bd1 is very much like that like he's actually yeah, i think he's probably my favorite character in the game <laughs> I don't, yeah i don't know what that says about the rest of them but but there's a lot of really cool moments um and i suppose in some ways the hard difficulty the their reasoning for it is that you're playing as a Padawan who never finished his training. And that his training. and also you've lost connection with the Force. Yeah, you're trying over to like relearn. Ten years or something like that. So yeah, you're trying to relearn, right? But there's a point in the story, um, where you get to build your lightsaber. Yes. And it's a fucking amazing moment, and then you come out and you fight all of these fucking bad guys, and you come out like a badass, right? But if you're playing that on one of the hard difficulties, that moment will be lost if you keep dying. If yeah. you keep dying. Because the music soars up and everything, and suddenly it's like you're emerging as a Jedi. Hmm. Uh, and when I, because uh, I tried it on the easy difficulty first because I like to experience the game first, and that moment was fucking amazing, because I came out and I just fucking walloped them all, and it was just like this incredible, fun, fulfilling experience that like I'm now a Jedi. I've made it. I'm, I'm there. Um, yeah. It's yeah. great. I, I yeah, I, I played it first on normal, and it was. I heard it's fine up until a certain point, and then the difficulty just ranks up like like crazy. It, it was it was fine until the very last boss. Yeah, the last boss was impossible for me on normal, so I had to drop down to easy just to finish the game. That's how essentially ridiculous the boss was. Yeah, and um. And then she was really easy. It was one of the and things actually, where, you, again, you you played the Dark Souls games. I played Dark Souls games. I think Dark Souls three was easier. <laughs> to wow. be honest, wow. Um, well, I think to be honest, actually, Dark Souls because I only played Dark Souls three. I don't think out of all those games, Dark Souls three is the easiest out of all of them. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, so that I suppose that says something about me. Um, but yeah, no, because the last boss is so hard. Uh, the whole thing is bloody hard. And it kind of does take it the fun out, like of dying. Yeah, I, that's another game I didn't touch uh, purely because I I just I wasn't interested in the combat at all. Like yeah. I, I didn't want that. I'm not a fan of the Souls games, um, so that I I could immediately make that comparison when I saw the yeah. gameplay. And I think if it had gameplay a bit more like the Shadow of Mordor, I probably would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. Like or, or I would have gotten gotten into it. Mm. Well, I actually, and I, in my own mind, made that comparison when playing it on the easy difficulty. This feels that like a Star it. Wars equivalent of Shadow of Mordor. All right, okay. I Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, are actually a lot harder than you think. No, no, I mean the the combat. Just the okay. I don't. I'm not a fan of those games. I'm All just right. talking about just the combat part. The way right. you know when you get surrounded, it's just like the. It's almost like the Arkham games. The way you yeah. counter and combat fight. And, and stuff, yeah. 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 I think I would have there was liked one thing, to see uh, that in one moment where I was, while I was playing it, uh, I think I was on the planet of Dathomir, which yeah, is a great like, planet. Yeah, it's fucking um, cool. And you're like, it's really hostile, harsh world. Everything on that planet wants to kill you. 
And I was just thinking it would be great if they did a Star Wars game where you had where you crash landed on a world. So if you have all these different climates and you're stuck on one world for like the whole thing. And I was like, that would actually Yeah, I'd love cool. that, like an open world Star Wars experience. Yeah, and also just so with Star Wars, there's a planet that actually has more like climates than, than just, just the, the one. one. Hey, no, no. Every planet in Star Wars has one, <laughs> one yeah. climate, okay? Oh, we're going Don't to this planet. It. What is it? Oh, we're going to this shithole planet. Oh, what climate is that? Desert. Oh, because... They always know where exactly to fly to on that entire planet as well, don't they? Yep. But it's a huge like, like to visit like, this like planet. Tatooine okay. is like the largest planet in the world. Is there only like one settlement? The largest <laughs> planet in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in the galaxy, or universe. Is it galaxy. actually? It's a large. It's, a total, it's I'm pretty sure the largest planet in the galaxy, and they, there's only one settlement in like the whole thing. No man, there's loads. It's just that's the only one anyone goes to. Why? Because you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, no, I think the. Planets Where are they in Moss Eisley in um in in Phantom Menace? Yeah. Yeah. Is that Moss Eisley? Sure. Why not? Who knows? I don't know. Statuing. No one knows. That everyone just goes to the same place. There's no water on Tatooine. How does anyone drink? What do they eat? There's no vegetation on that planet. Wombrats. They just eat uh Jawas. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. Um, what do they look like under those hoods? Oh no, that's it. It's just a yeah, hood. They're, they're born in a hood. <laughs> they were born it's in a hood. It's like a snail. <laughs> it just grows a hood. What? Um, yeah, yellow eyes. I think all the, the designs of the creatures and world is really cool. Yeah, there was a lot more um, variety and enemy enemy types that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Uh, and they're really cool. And even like some of the boss fights are great. There's a character on Dathomir. Uh, he's um, like one of the coolest. He's so cool. He's really cool. Kind of more interesting than the Inquisitors. The, the, the yeah, Inquisitors he is nearly cool. more interesting than the main villain. But he's yeah. another villain that you have to fight, and he's fucking awesome. Um, he creates like a cult who like oh. worship him. Yeah, he was a Jedi who's gone into hiding after the purge. So the whole thing is set. The other that's the another thing I like is that the game, um takes like it, it pays homage to star wars as a franchise and not just a particular era of star wars yes. so like it's moving it's transitioning like it's obviously set after the clone wars and before four mm. five and six yeah and you play as a scrapper and at the start like it's really fucking cool they're scrapping the old clone ships and so you can see them to build the new imperial star destroyer and so you can see like they're like the remnants of the old becoming mm. the new and all that like that's neat it is. It's like timeline wise, it works really well. What's the um? Because I was just thinking about if they do a sequel. Yeah. What's the subtitle? Yeah, the title is shit. Um, Star Wars Jedi Risen Order. Um. Yeah. I don't. Why is it called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I don't know. Why isn't it just called Star Wars Fallen Order? I don't know. It doesn't need the Jedi pit isn't needed because no. the cover has a guy with a lightsaber on, it and very quickly you'll realize it's about a Jedi. And, and it's Star Wars, and they so very rarely really, do a yeah, story where they do it. not need Jedi in the title. So that wouldn't bother me because there's a lot of other games that have Jedi in their title, and I don't know whether at first I thought this was a follow up to like Jedi Outcast or something. Yeah, it's not uh, at no, all. No. So it's its own thing. So yeah, it should be just called Star Wars. Jedi Power. Is it Jedi Power Battles? Is that what's called? Uh, the one on PS1. That is a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It should be just called Star Wars Fallen Order. Yeah, because it is about. Um, you can see them going Jedi Fallen Order too. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And that's a stupid title. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn 2. <laughs> um, but ultimately, the, I, I just really enjoyed the game. And it was a, it was 
refreshing to play such a fun Star Wars game. Like, I had a lot of fun playing it. Making a lightsaber was a very satisfying yeah, thing. Yeah, customizing it. Yeah. So throughout it, you can change both the color yeah. of your lightsaber. Like, you don't have to stick with it for the whole thing. You can change the color of your lightsaber and also how the handle, how the handle looks. You can change the materials and the colors on it. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for the... You can get a double lightsaber, which is a lot of fucking fun. Um, and then you get to, when you get to build a lightsaber, you get to split it in two. Yeah, you get two lightsabers. Hmm. It's great. I feel sorry for the studio, though. Um, Why? Because... Uh, Respawn who made it 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 missed the kind of the deadline so to speak of being included in the VGAs or not VGAs uh, Game Awards oh really yeah so it didn't get nominated for anything obviously that yeah, year, yeah yeah because it's technically going into next year's which would be this week this year <laughs> and it probably it's going into this it, year's it would have had a better chance last year <laughs> it would have probably won Game of the Year I don't know if it would have. Over Sekiro? What do you think, Eric? I don't know. Well, I still actually have to complete Sekiro. Um, but considering people... Well, Eric's favourite was Resi 2, so he'd probably say that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, what Adam was saying, which one would I prefer, Star Wars or oh, Sekiro? Because right, yeah, okay. uh, Sekiro won Game of the Year. So. Oh, no, I know that. I was aware um, of that, yeah. I'd probably still say Star Wars, but I'd see... Because I'd... Because the modern video game audience love to just be um, just destroyed, they just <laughs> love to actually have their thumbs being destroyed due to like mashing buttons all the time. They probably still wouldn't went with Sekiro because that game is so unbalanced, ridiculously unbalanced. But then, if you're playing on the harder difficulties on Jedi Fallen Order, you're getting a similar experience, aren't you? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. my point is just that Sekiro's already Star Wars starts off on would have the- had a really good shot at winning Game of the Year. It, it definitely would have been there's a contender no in there way it's going to beat any of the new one, 2020 um, no, games probably not and no. the, like another a criticism I have of the game um, apart from I think the main protagonist is a bit wooden he's grand like, but he's I think just, the map is very the maps are very hard to kind of navigate they can be sometimes yeah but I was going to like the game is actually quite glitchy Yeah. found it, it, it yeah re- there are a few times it, there's a couple of times it's still rendering yeah. it's probably improved it's still now still though and yeah, probably. And like, no, at no I mean, point... now is probably the best time for me to jump into most of these games because it'd be fixed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, at no point did it make me go, ah, oh, fuck this, you know. Yeah, okay. One thing but I noticed... it's just I did notice at times where I was like, oh, that Wookiee No, that's shit. definitely something that was uh, said across the board. Uh, yeah. A lot of reviewers were saying the same. That Quite glitchy. One, it was unbalanced in its difficulty. Hmm. And two, was it was a very broken game. Yeah. And... As well as the ponchos. Ponchos are kind of pointless. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah they're the... pointless. And they, they change colour and they don't really do like, anything. Like I ended up not wearing one. Some some of them are a different material or shape, but don't really do anything. Uh, then yeah, they, so we, they could have just been a little bit more adventurous, maybe, with the outfits. With the outfits, yeah, of course. Uh, then there was, yeah, his own clothes. Like, his, the first clothes starts off was fine, but then all you do is you just get different colours of them, and it's like... Yeah. At I'll some just, point, stick to at some point, yeah, I wouldn't mind wearing maybe some Jedi robes or something like that. You know what I mean? Just I like his outfit. Spice it up. I like. Oh, no, 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 I like his outfit. But have his outfit. And it's just why other... why bother have the yeah why bother have separate outfits if you're not if they're yeah. not like it's not in any way different. Um, but yeah, overall, it's like it's like Uncharted, but in Star Wars. Like, if you like the sound of that, it's pretty fucking good, and I would recommend playing on the easy difficulty because you will yeah. have a more fun oh, adventure more fun. style game mm, as opposed sure. to a like a struggle like this i don't think this game should be even though the character has a story struggle 
I just I don't think you will get the the fun adventure feel that I got playing it if you are struggling to actually get yeah. through the fucking game. Yeah. And um, one thing I noticed is with the games we've all chosen is that none of them actually had DLC. So they all actually oh. came out as complete games. No, I, now when I say DLC, I don't mean like obviously some of them had um, like Resi 2 has obviously all the different costumes or weapons or whatnot. But I mean like because you know a lot of games come out. You mean like extra level or? Yeah, you know a lot of games come out. And then I was about go, to say Resi 2 definitely had DLC. Yeah, no, I know I did, yeah. but like it, like for instance, we chose Final Fantasy 15 or something came out, and then it was like, oh, here's all these other episodes, this is the complete story. You know, lots of games did that. And these ones didn't. Yeah, no, they were complete packages. Yeah. Were, which was nice. I was actually pretty impressed with with Dead Stranding, like, in how complete it was. Because hmm. there was no... The only issue I had with the game yeah. was that the text was too small. And that was the only... That was the only issue. And then... Did knock it down a few points for me now? <laughs> I, then I, they, I, I they, can't read too well, you know They that. updated the game, like, a few weeks later to increase the text size. That's it, though. That's that's all that was wrong, really, with the game. Like to be able to get fired from your company that you were working for for pretty much your whole career. Yeah. Um. Then go off and start a new company. Hmm. Uh. Try find a game engine that's gonna work. One that you, even though you you had built one or helped build one built purposely for the next few games he had in mind he had yes, to now yes. go find one that was going to be suitable yeah and in the space of to and then then complete and and create that stranding and it did become a complete package there was nothing wrong with it um to do that in the space of three years yeah it's it incredible like kojima is just although the um genius a lot of the other game companies were actually very generous when it came to helping him start up his own company Sony were yeah. The industry. I think Sony have uh, need him. Uh, Sony have a have, plan. They definitely have their eyes on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank true. God they do. Yeah. Like yeah, but what, was, was it Sony that gave him the Decima engine, or was it actually Gorilla that gave him Decima engine? Well, it would have been both, wouldn't it? It's still Sony owned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. But it, and then again, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order being made by Respawn. Yeah. Um. In the same year. They released Apex Legends, which was an absolute like that. That just took off. What Very else did What else did come out that year? Twenty nineteen. Out of curiosity, yeah. Bring, well, there was um, bring up the Resident made, Evil two. Made, One a, second. Oh, right, made Apex Legends or mentioned Apex Legends. Yeah. Um, Control. Sekiro, which we mentioned, uh, The Outer Worlds, Devil May Cry Five. Um, Luigi's Mansion. If you're into uh, Switch games, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield, the reboot of Modern Warfare, Gears Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, Jesus Christ, Division Two, <laughs> Borderlands Three, Metro Exodus, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, Super Mario Maker Two, Days Gone, Rage Two, A Plague Tale Innocence. Shenmue Tree, Code Vein, Anthem, Wolfenstein One, <laughs> Young Jeez. Blood. I'm, fe- I'm, like leasing, I'm leaving some of these out. By I the way, I felt like nothing came out that year. And Tetris Ninety Nine, Crackdown Tree, and then probably one of the finer games of that year, a true gem, 
the untitled Goose Game. Oh, if only it was longer, it would be Game of the Year. No, uh, yeah, it's good crack. <laughs> that game is actually good crack. Yeah, it is. There's yeah. not much of a better explanation for it than that. Um, but it's just, you know what? This That year there um, is interesting to me because... Like, in the other years, like, even in 2018, where it was like, God of War was a big obvious one, and if it wasn't that, I would expect Red Dead 2 yeah. from people, right? Yeah. Uh, that, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, everyone has a different favorite game from that year. Like, there's no obvious... Absolutely, yeah. I don't think there's an obvious... No, there isn't. ...big contender. Like, someone could say, no, it was Dead May Cry 5 for me, and someone else could go, no, it was The Outer Worlds for me, and then no, someone else... Luigi's say, Mansion. Luigi's Mansion, yeah, of or course. Control. Like, and they're all very different gameplay styles, so it was, mm. an, it was a mixed year for games, and there was a lot of them. But there was no big obvious one that everyone was kind of cra- like going crazy about. I yeah. think that's why I was kind of su- I was surprised about Sekiro winning Game of the Year. I was too. Just because I I didn't think it was as as mainstream as maybe some of the other contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would have even though I didn't play them, I I probably would have given it to Resi Two or Jedi if if it had um made the cut. Made the cut. Or even maybe the Outer Worlds. They just seemed like games that would appeal to a wider, wider, wider audience. audience. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised at Sekiro as well. Yeah. I was. But that yeah. just yeah, goes to show how... But I haven't played I, it, so. I don't think there's a single game that year, like you just said, that... You, you wouldn't even be able to get past the start, Chris. Wow, thank you. Sekiro. Nice. That's the installing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd have to push start. You wouldn't be able to push start. <laughs> because there is no start. There's no start. There's no start in this game. That's no cool. start on that controller. Um... So, that sums up our favorite games for 2019. We had Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All very different games, but all definitely worth a go. Mm. Uh, And again, kind of like I was just saying a second ago on that list, they're probably not... like This this is not a case where they're going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like All three of those games are very different. And if you don't like horror games, you don't like Resident Evil 2. If you don't like platformers you won't like star wars jedi fallen order there's a lot of platforming in it and if you don't like being a pizza boy you will not like that that's like, definitely that is actually a mission in it no i have no doubt <laughs> no no it is you no, have but to... like you won't like if you have to overly manage your character or anything like that like, you won't, probably won't like that stranding is that a fair assessment no i wouldn't say so i think there's a lot more to that than that, that you would say that you're not okay. into yeah yeah no 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 like yeah. there's like like there's a lot of other reasons not to like star wars too I'm i would say if you're that... if you're not into just generally walking around in a bleak game where there's nothing to it then you won't like this <laughs> fucking sold <laughs> it's um, kind of like a you know those walking simulator games like firewatch you mightn't be into firewatch yeah right yeah yeah more like that it's like that but way bigger budget yeah um okay so those were our favorite games of 2019. Just before we finish this episode, um, because we've we've come into 2020, right? And next episode we're going to talk about game of the decade. Jesus! Whoa! Um, but I do. I just like not to. Go, Are we just gonna have the same? Probably the same game though. It probably yeah, yeah. probably will be. But not to go too much into it. Uh, just very quickly, out of curiosity, looking forward to 2020, like we're. We're still in the early part of 2020. A lot of the games haven't come out yet. Some of them are coming very soon. Yeah. Um, What are your three most... Not in any particular order. What are your three most anticipated games of this year? Start with you, Eric. Okay, start with me. And this could change. And look, these... And they might not be good and something else could actually be better. But just as it stands, (laughs) what are your three most anticipated games of this year? All of them? (laughs) All three? And then all of them. It's a really good year for And then all of them. Um... Yeah, you know the ones that come out in spring and then summer and then autumn. Yeah, they're all good. 
Um, I could use a couple of names there. Okay, sorry. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, because actually I've been really wanting a game to play as a samurai. Yeah. And so far all we got was Sekiro, Neo, Neo 2, which are just... I think there's probably loads more. But No, there are loads more, but within the modern yeah, okay. gameplay stuff. But they're just very, 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 very hard. Very okay. hard. They're yeah. nightmare games. And last one would probably be The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Adam. Yes. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and The Last of Us Part 2. Interesting. I'm on the same page as Eric in this one. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so we're all in agreement. We are really looking forward to Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, look, I think it'll be good, but no, it's, it's not one of my most anticipated. But yeah, on like the Final Fantasy one is an obvious one. The Last of Us is an obvious one for me personally. Yep. Like you've, people have heard me talk before. Like the Last of Us was my favorite game from a year before. Final Fantasy Seven is actually my favorite game of all time. Right. So, but Ghost of Tsushima is a new one. Just I think the visuals yeah, are looking, fucking. It is looking stunning. stunning. And I think it's going to be the samurai equivalent of Red Dead. Well, hope, Red Dead makes hopefully. me feel like a cowboy. Yeah, I'm hoping it's the yeah. samurai equivalent. Yeah. Please God, that's, like, that's definitely a kind of like that's looking interesting. That's looking great. I ha- like I am anticipating it, yeah. but not it enough might, there now it to know. Might not be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might not. But at the moment, I'm way more excited about that than some of the other games. But anyway, yeah. mm. so that's we've looked back and we're looking forward. <laughs> Bring me that's that how eyes and memory works. Uh, so yeah, that sums up this episode. Thank you all for listening. Do get in touch to let us know your own favorite games in 2019. And join us next time when we talk about our favorite game of the decade. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) That'll do.